Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Don't Call Us, We'll Call You. We are the podcast that takes you inside the audition room and shows you what happens when castings don't quite go to plan. We're talking embarrassing stories, nightmare moments and absolute disasters and reminding everyone it's okay for things to go wrong. My name is Christopher Bartlett-Walford, I am your host and I've worked in the entertainment world both on and off stage for about 15 years now so I've got loads of stories of my own but each week we are joined by a guest from the world of entertainment to delve into our listener audition submission pile from the week, our email sack of stories and share with you the very best ones that we get sent in that week. And this week, my guest is the wonderful David O'Reilly. Now, if you don't know David, you may well have seen him in some of your favourite musicals, whether it's The Book of Mormon or Everybody's Talking About Jamie or Grease. You may well have even seen him on your screens in the fantastic Benidorm. Well, David joined me this week after a thread he posted on Twitter where he did exactly what we do on the show. He asked about actors and his peers audition disasters. So we felt it was perfect time to get him on the show. We wanted him on anyway. So it literally is the best coincidence that I've ever had. This week is a bumper show. There are so many stories, lots of little ones, and there are a couple of really weird big ones where there are perfect examples of when something simple goes wrong through no fault of the auditionee and it just derails their experience. There's a few really awkward ones as well. So it's a real wide berth of a show this week and I cannot wait. David is such a joy to speak to. I had such a lovely time. And if this is your first time listening to our podcast, hello and welcome. We have a wonderful community of thousands of people listening every week all around the globe. So join us. Say hello on Twitter or Instagram at Don't Call Us Pod. Let us know you're listening for the first time. And if while you're listening to the show, you think, oh, I've got a story that will make them laugh or or I've got a really awkward moment that happened to me in an audition. They are all anonymous. We won't give away anybody's names or, <laughs> or that it was you it happened to. So make sure you send them in to us as soon as you can on don'tcalluspod at gmail.com. Or you can pop into our DMs on Twitter or Instagram at don'tcalluspod. So we will get into the show now. I'll pop in a few times throughout the show. Say hello. And at the end for some news as well. Um, but for now... Join me and David O'Reilly for this week's show. And I start the show every week by asking our guests how they are with auditions, what do they mean to them, and basically, do they panic? Do they get anxiety? Are they excited? What do auditions mean to them? So enjoy the show with David O'Reilly. Well, good question. I think for me, it's a little bit like, oh, fantastic. I may absolutely be... I, I, okay, I'm going to set that again. You can edit that. <laughs> edit point there. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Can't speak properly. I'm going to keep Brilliant. it in, but yeah, I'll still note that it's there. <laughs> for me, I think fantastic. This is a means to an end. I may be absolutely be able to pay for my bills. <laughs> and pay my rent and maybe even buy the occasional bottle of coke zero you know that's what i think you know i may have a job that's what an audition means to me i am a fan of tv auditions because there's less rounds mm -hmm. you know musical theater they love around they love around <laughs> love around at 12. they love around as well now i'm not saying that they don't need them but my god they love around <laughs> not all musicals just some musicals, they love around. Um, and I find my nervous system begins to shut down 
completely and I become a, a nervous wreck when it comes to musical theatre auditions. So um, I, I tend to be more nervous for musical theatre because they're more exposed, I think, vocally, you know, because I've got to sing. Um, and like, there are some people who love musical theatre. Emma Kingston, and I'm going to say this, that one loves musical theatre auditions. She is, no, that girl's head, I don't know, what sort of person takes into, oh, I love a musical theatre. I remember we were on tour in Greece and I turned around, she won't mind me saying this, and I went, I'm just sitting there and I just went, you love auditions, don't you? And she went, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought, this girl, she she is some form of what fresh hell is this? My God. So for me, it's a, it's a means to an end. It just means I can pay the bills, really. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you mean, though. It's that it's work. We are in an industry and uh, an audition is an interview. And what is an interview other than an opportunity to get a job? So yeah, and it comes all the each each one comes with its own little elements of excitement. Oh, I've never been seen by that cast director before, or yes, this is something I've wanted to be seen for for a while, or oh my god, this is a step in a new direction. Of course, they all come with it as well. Like you know, mm. they are all come with it as well. Yeah, it's and I I quite like. I don't think anyone's ever given that answer on the show yet. Such a such a root one. It's a it's a means to an end, like you said. It's a way of me surviving, and I like that. And I think going into an audition with that mindset is is actually really healthy because that's exactly what it is. It's no disrespect to anyone because it's just fact. And I like. But it that. helps it helps me because it puts a little bit of pressure on me to go. Right, David, you want this? This is a really great job for your career, and it pays really well. Put your put your A game on. Put the A game on, and let's do it. So you're right. Sorry, I'm really talking. <laughs> it's a good job. It's an audio podcast, then. So it's, <laughs> it's kind kind of key. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. So, is there any type of audition? Obviously, you've mentioned that TV is is more to your liking, shall we say, but that's just simply because of a time commitment to the process. Is there any kind of audition that absolutely fills you with dread? Yes, first round singing calls fill me with dread. And is that because of what you said about really exposing vocally and it's just you're really putting yourself on the table there? Yeah, I don't know. And this is just me, you know, and there'll be people sitting to this podcast, I'm sure, and they'll be rolling their eyes so hard, they'll be falling off the sofas. And that's okay, because guess what? I don't care. Um, I, I, I just, it, they fill me with nerves because most times for a musical audition, for me, it's the first time I'm meeting the panel. Mm. I would say I am an all-round. I wouldn't say that I'm Mariah Carey. I can sing. I know I can sing, but I'm not Mariah Carey. So, you know, it's it's exposing in the sense of like, You've got, for me, it's, it will be the one one out of the three disciplines that I would feel most exposed to um, because I can fake it till I make it in the dance room. And trust me, I can do that. And my acting, again, I can, I, I, I'm pretty secure. And I'm secure in my singing, but I just think, I don't know whether it's a psychological thing, but because generally for me, first rounds are singing rounds for musical theatre. For me, that, that maybe means that I've kind of associated singing calls with kind of, the the fear of the unknown because I don't know the panel. I've not been in that room before. It may be a new right. and all them things. Yeah. I, well, that's very interesting. What are your, what are your, after you saying all that, what are the songs that you go to for a singing round then? Right. My go-to singing songs are, 
if it's a contemporary, I'm still standing by a bit of Elton. I like to give that to the panel, get them, get them, get them bobbing up and down. Musical theatre songs will be uh, would range from um, "It Takes Two" from Hairspray, um, "Lost in the Wilderness." Of course, that's every tenor's tenor's go to song. <laughs> Number, yeah, you're you're auditioning for Wicked. Have you got lost in the wilderness? Oh, okay, great. Um, uh, literally anyone auditioning for Wicked. What are you singing? I've got lost in the wilderness. Um, I've got that. Uh, that. I don't think I sang. I can't remember what I sang. Oh no, I sang Purpose when I auditioned for Wicked from Avenue Q. Purpose. That's a good. I tell you what, Purpose is uh, is a quite a popular choice with the Book of Mormon. Is it really? Uh, well, yes, yeah, I... yeah, yes. Yeah, but yeah, they would be much of mine and like classical musical theatre songs like um, Sir Daniel Rock and the Boat and, and ones like that. Good, so, yeah. good character tenor songs, but you can really nail it. I like it. I like it. That was me being yeah. curious more than anything. I would. <laughs> <laughs> right. Shall we tell you some stories? Oh, tell me, I'm literally, I'm gagging. I'm gagging to him <laughs> because Twitter was alive with them the other day and I put that tweet out. So this was, the, this was the interesting thing. When you posted that tweet out, as I've said to you already before we recorded, we wanted you on the show anyway because we wanted you on the show. So when you tweeted that thread out the other day, I was like, well, this, this couldn't be better timing, could it? <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. What's really interesting is we since we started the show last year we've had hundreds of people send their stories into us many that we've featured on the show many that we're waiting to feature on the show because we've had loads in um we could always do with more though so don't call us pod at gmail.com um but because they're anonymized on the show obviously people know that by sending them to me or dming them to me on insta or even voice note into my what you know if, if people know me personally they have that anonymity but it was so refreshing to see so many people on Twitter obviously have their name attached to it because that adds another level of showing it's all right. It happens to everyone. And that is the whole point of our show. So it was so refreshing to read it. Obviously, we, you know, we post about stories with our guests all the time, but it was so refreshing to read it from someone completely. I mean, you did, at that time, you didn't know the show existed. So it was really nice to see. I oh, know. It was fantastic. I'm, I, I'm just going to call myself the silent researcher for this podcast. <laughs> I'll, pay, I'll pay you later. It's fine. <laughs> I don't pay myself. Don't even start that. Right. Oh, uh, God. We're going to throw it back for the first one for you today, David. Um, yeah. This was sent in on instagram to our dms uh and this person is telling us about their drama school audition now i love when we throw it as far back as drama school auditions because when i started the show i forgot that auditions for drama school were a thing yeah <laughs> and obviously back then a very young and b completely inexperienced so they're full of tales i love it so they say I remember auditioning for drama school as a very nervous and socially very much out of my depth youngster. <laughs> I'm laughing already. <laughs> a very confident young woman came into the waiting room and said, are we all auditionees? And was confident, brash and intimidating all day. At the end of the day, when they literally split us into two lines, front and back, and they said, front row, thank you very much. Back row, we'd like to see you all again. She was in the unsuccessful row. I've never seen anyone before or since who was so angry and disparaging about anyone else. 
The problem was, she was the one that had organised the after-audition drinks, or rather, insisted that we still all went for the drinks. That was a fun night. <laughs> now, you see, this is... That is no, what... That's is awkward. And I'm going to put it out there. When I go to auditions, I'm nervous. Why? So I tend to keep myself to myself. But every now and again, you come across the happy chappy, as I like to call them. And they're full of the spring of sunshine. They come in and they want to know everything. But I am so in my head at this point in time. I am so nervous, generally. I don't want to talk to you. So please don't <laughs> talk to me. I take myself away. I take myself away and I try and... I, I, it sounds mean. I'm not mean. I'm sure they're lovely people, but if I don't, I will say a lot of people. I know, of course, but with people, you know, they know me. That I'll say, "Doll, can't go do me lines." You know, I need to take myself away. <laughs> but if someone's giving me the chitty chatties and you're trying to go over this, the you know, the recon material they sent you, I tend to get a little bit shushy offy. Yeah, I now, feel that. I hope no one. Yeah, I hope no one takes that offensively. I'm just being honest. When. When they're presented with somebody like that and you're trying to keep yourself to yourself, that's intimidating enough. But when they're clearly looking down on a room full of auditionees and clearly trying to have the status in that room, there is a lovely little bit of karma seeing them not get through the next date. Oh, God, could you imagine? Oh, God, the poor girl. She must have been mortified, absolutely mortified. I bet she's the kind of person that says, are we just going to split the bill down the middle then? And she's had like 15 gin and tonics or someone else has just had a Coke. She's had about seven starters and you've had some nacho chips or something like that. No, no, we won't won't split it actually. (laughs) Oh, dear me. Oh, that was quite tame. That was quite tame to start with. That was a tame one, but it did remind me of... um, how hopefully I don't come across too rudely in auditions, or the persona that you give in auditions. It's it's so strange, isn't it? That you you obviously are there to show yourself off and be yourself. But uh, certainly from my personal experience, I never felt like I was actually me in that audition because you do want to kind of roll yourself in glitter and uh, say, uh, likening myself to a turd there. Um, <laughs> you you want to kind of show the shiniest, nicest happiest to work with you person that you you can but then for me i am relatively (laughs) all right i host a podcast but i'm quite um introverted and i'm quite quiet so i would be just like you in that audition room very quiet and reserved and sat on my own yeah 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 and i think that's why people think maybe sometimes oh they are right because i i generally people would know me for being foghorn o'reilly you know i'm you know i I, i'm not backwards about coming forwards but in, in certain scenarios, if I don't feel comfortable, so nerves will make me feel I shut away, mm. I instantly shut away. So it's so bizarre, actually, that um, how much nerves play and how that girl could have been really nervous. Actually, we're getting too far deep into she probably was just a twat, actually. Yeah, she's just, just a cow. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's horrible. Just horrible. Yeah. This is a great one. And this was sent into our Instagram uh, again the other day. And I, this is a very short one, but really funny. Oh, dear. And I, I know that I would have been the kind of person to do this. They say, 
My friend was doing an audition at the Purcell Room, which for those of you who don't know is part of the Southbank Centre. Beautiful concert hall. Beautiful. Didn't know that. As she and her trio sat down, she whispered, effing resonant in here, isn't it? Which echoed all around the room, shortly accompanied by the whole panel bursting into laughter. <laughs> oh my God, that is brilliant. That just goes as well to show the minute you walk into an audition venue, keep your mouth shut. Oh, don't say anything unless they talk to you. Yeah, mouth shut. I love that. that I love that the panel laughed, though. I love that. Oh, I mean, what else could you do? At least she didn't slag anyone off and she just went, <laughs> commented on the, yeah. the surroundings. Oh, I love that they laughed. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have, yeah, those those panels who who appreciate the anything that goes wrong on a day it almost just breaks that ice straight away doesn't it and certainly yeah, if, exactly. if like you've said you're sat there really you know kind of in your own head and, and finding those moments slightly stressful should we say that just breaks the ice and goes oh, they're normal okay they're people that's fine it's just a help <laughs> so come on then david tell me what happened when it turned into a bit of a nightmare then because you said before we started that you are ready <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. I've had some. So this is the first one. My first one out of drama college was um, for a production. I'm not allowed to say am I? I've got to keep. If it's key to the story, you're more than welcome. No, Uh, it's not key to the story. Actually, I put it on Instagram. I mean, it they sort of know, but I was a furry musical in a different country. And when we were at drama college, we're always told to walk into the room at the center. Stand up. Hello. How are you? So of course, when you're out of drama school, just first to know you want to, you're doing everything that you, you're channeling everything that you've been taught. You're trying to make sure that you know, this is what you do, this is what you don't do. So, the room opens, the door opens, and I walk in, and I hello, um, and as I hadn't even finished hello, the director went, oh for God's sake, why does everyone treat auditions like X Factor auditions now? Come to the table, say hello. And I was like, oh, oh my God. So then it absolutely wrecked me. I was so put back by that comment. I literally know what if I sung my song like this. Because oh, I was so nervous. Well, the panel were like this. Oh, at least he's had a nice little day out. You know, I could see oh, them. The pitch, I was disgusted. Oh, I was so embarrassed. It makes me itchy even thinking oh, about it. Oh, no. And it, obviously they were trying to help. But like you said, that kind of twisted the preparation away from the moment. And He was not trying to help. Trying to... <laughs> I have to play devil's advocate here, David. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a very good point, though, I suppose, to anyone. And this is why we make the show. It's to kind of open up that door, isn't it? But what is the audition process to members of the public who necessarily who don't necessarily participate in it? It's ex- talent shows and TV shows. That is audition talent process, I- isn't it? And I must say, there's so many amazing casting directors who now who nowadays are before the pandemic, um, and you know I've got to work with Natalie and Pippa quite a few times, and they're really great. As many others are as well. This, yeah, there are, there are other casting directors available also, <laughs> uh, but they, Natalie and Pippa will introduce the panel to you, so you feel like it's really informal a little bit. It breaks the ice a little bit, which is yeah. really great because then you don't have to. But they're just brilliant because they get up and they're like, "Hi, David. Oh, thanks so much for coming." So this is you know, and it's really it just sets the tone and but i think i was so nervous to myself about it in my first edition the minute he said that i was like oh my god <laughs> I've, ma- I've made a mistake and i've only walked in but that's i suppose it does it does ring that 
thought to your mind of going, you've made a mistake. You've done it wrong. That's not what they wanted. But how were you to know until you walked into the room and they invited you to come forward? But the, I see. Exactly. I, I, I graduated. <laughs> I was always a quite a chatty casting director whenever I cast things. I love I love meeting people. That's what casting directors. The best bit about our job is to meet people. Yeah. And often it was people that I hadn't had the opportunity to audition before or, or see as a performer and, you know, work alongside them. So it was more, it always turned into a bit of a chat because, it's, you know, you can, you do your song and prove you can do it. But if I then get to know you a little bit more and so do the panel, then I get to know where to cast the people better. So it's, I, I, I like auditioning for panels like that because I know that's how I would, you know, necessarily feel. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, one would one would hope that they were doing it to encourage you, even if it did derail it for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really hope that's what <laughs> you you can't see his face, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so this is an extension of one of the tweets that you were sent, and right. he's gone into much much more detail, and it's a big one. So get ready, listeners. Here we go. Oh, here we go. This is interesting because this is one that's going to be familiar to many people. And I, yeah. So he says, hi, gang. Hope everyone's well. I was auditioning for a jukebox musical. This was a fair few years ago, and I can't remember what one. Anyway, it was a leading casting director who was casting it, who casts my dream show. So I was very, very excited to be standing in front of them. Like some performers, I get audition anxiety. I don't perform very well in an audition environment, but get me on that stage and you watch it happen. So struggling with trying to come across confident in the room amongst all the other guys, the assistant starts to take the register. Because of my second name, I'm almost always the first to be called. The assistant calls my name. I put my hand up and say, yes. Of course, the only person in the room to do so. The assistant looks up and clocks me, looks back down and carries on. A guy struts in late, not really phased by anything, and stands and joins us. This is important for later in the story, they say. So we learn the routine. It's a jazzy, upbeat number. Yes, he says, with far too many backbends for my liking. <laughs> it then comes to the point where we perform in tiny groups so they can see us all properly. They announce the first few, and I'm not called. A little confused, but it doesn't phase me at first, so I wait patiently till they call my name. You'd think I'd hear them going past the letter A in the register and start to panic, but my brain is too busy going over and over the routine so I don't make a fool of myself. Anxiety is kicking in now. It then gets to the point where they've been through everyone and jokingly say, have we missed anyone? So I step forward and make myself known. Well, they look down at their papers and say, did you arrive late and miss the register? Everyone is now looking at me with raised eyebrows. I reply, no, I, I was here on time, politely, I might add. They turn to the assistant who looks at me, smiles and shrugs and simply says, oh, I must have missed you. Sure, an easy mistake to make when I have my hand up and you acknowledge me whilst calling my name out. Anyway, so because of that, they carry on. OK, well, we'll have both you and insert the other person's name dance it together. I look over and it's the guy that came in late and clearly didn't want to be there. Wonderful. By this point, my brain has switched from knowing the routine to thinking, great, they don't like me at all because of this assistant didn't check my name off for some reason. So we perform the routine, just the two of us. And I remember the choreography, thank the Lord. The other groups got to perform the routine twice and some even three times. Not with us. They basically stopped the track from playing the last note of the song and said, thank you, that's all we need to see. I'd blown it. I was shocked, angry, upset, and I couldn't do anything about it. 
They didn't lift up their heads from their sheets of paper and basically thought I was rude or didn't pay attention to the assistant when it was clearly the other way around. All whilst being in front of the casting director that I absolutely was desperate to be in front of. They announced who they wanted to see sing and of course my name wasn't called. I politely thanked them for having me in the audition room in the first place, grab my things and leave. Still shocked and confused as to what just happened. Because of that assistant, I potentially will never be seen by my dream casting director again. I was utterly heartbroken. Next time they call my name, I'm going to jump up and down, slam into a death drop and set off a party popper. Unless it's the same assistant as that audition, then I might as well just leave on arrival. <laughs> now, we're always told to pay attention as performers in an audition, but that's quite a good instance of everyone in the room needing to pay attention. Now, we don't know how long of a day that person's had. We don't know how many calls that person had before that one. But that is just so unfortunate. She, I mean, this is like a Netflix series. The, this, he, 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 she called out his name. He said, Jess here. Yep, he did everything right. And it just, they just missed, they must have missed it off. Or she forgot to tick or something. Or he forgot to tick. Just... Something as simple as that can derail someone's entire opportunity and it always, always breaks my heart when I hear these stories. No, but hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. No, 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 hang on. What, <laughs> what, what, what does the guy coming in late got to do with it? I think because he obviously was rushing and ended up being the person that had rushing. to dance. Rushing to What's the audition because he was late. Oh, rushing. I thought you meant he was rushing. Yes, it, well, he might have been rushing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's for wicked. Um, I thought, I thought, oh god, here we go. Right, yeah. So if someone's late, you, they're already pissed off the panel a little bit too much, haven't they? So, yeah, that's that's one of those times. I think everything was clearly against them that day. They did absolutely nothing wrong. Well, I was going to say we read that out to rid you of any anxiety of that, and remember, it's all right. It wasn't your fault. It was absolutely someone else's fault that time. I can categorically say it wasn't your fault. But, David, you've just said I've got a story about something like that. I'm trying to think of a diplomatic way I can tell you, say this story. <laughs> How just do you think I feel much... editing the names out of the story? <laughs> um, I went to an audition and the pianist was someone who I knew and had been quite mean to me before. And by mean, I mean he had they, they, they had been very mean to me. So I brought a song that I knew inside out, back to front. Inside out, back to, I could, I could play it for you and I don't even play the piano. I could sit down and play it for you. <laughs> so I go in and this job, I was like, yeah, bring it, come on. Lads, I put my A game was, I was like, David, I was nervous. The singing call, but come on, I've got this, you know, I can do this. It was, it was comedy based. I thought, oh, hello, come on, here we go. Go into the room, hello, hello, oh, nice to meet you, nice to meet you. And um, I go in, I give the pianist my sheet music and this comedy song as a small intro and the intro begins to be played. And I don't know what he was playing, but it wasn't the fucking song. Oh, no. So I was like, oh, God. 
so I tr- so I'm, I said, I'm, excuse me, I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to stop there. And they turned around to me and said, yeah, you've got that intro all wrong. And I was like, oh! I was like, oh! your dignity, David. And I, I tried to go through the, with them the intro, but they went through the intro with me. If that makes sense. Uh. Um, sung the song. It, this opening bit again sounded like some Sondheim remix. It was, <laughs> it was not great. And then I sung the song, and obviously I was. Sung it, but it was funny because obviously I'm a star. And, and, <laughs> and um, then the that's the, actually, that's the clip for the week. There we go. <laughs> literally, literally. And um, the the casting director and the writer at the end was like, "Well done." <gasps> 32, 32 years of age, been in the business ten years, and I've just been well done. So I go outside runner and I've been a runner so I it's one of the hardest jobs because often you're not told to do the yeses you're left to do the noes mm. if somebody else is recalled it'll be the associate that comes out and goes so we want you to do this material for the next week or they'll say uh, or they just you know they'll say can you come back in the afternoon or they might give them a no but nine out of ten times they're going to get a no I've, in my experience it's been the runner that's had to do. So I'm sitting there and I'm going, well, hopefully they'll see my CV and they'll see that I've, you know, I've done the Catherine Tate show, I've done Book of Mormon, like I'm I'm more than capable of. Comedy is your thing. I would say it's my strongest asset with regards to like the industry, in my, in my talents. Or I would hope so. Or I've just been very lucky. God, I sound really arrogant. I love it. <laughs> Realist, a, realistic. That's what you are. Realistic. No, just being a bell end. And um, <laughs> so beep. Um, and this poor runner comes out. She looks like she's not had a good vegetable meal in years. And she, white as anything. And she's like, oh. I'm like, sorry. And she goes, you can go now. Go. And points to the door. I was like, you can go now. And I thought, what? Is she trying? I said, is that me doing? I'm caught. And she went, yeah. I was like, I was absolutely beside myself. I cried when I left. I cried. I cried with my best friends and I cried. And I thought, and they're like, oh, I think you're maybe being a bit. I was like, I'm not being dramatic. I know what I know. (laughs) Oh, that sounds rubbish. But I quite like like that impression of, you can go, you can go now. She's like, like that thing out of uh, like Beaker at the Muppets. <laughs> oh, sorry, is that you want me to go? I've not made it. Brilliant. And what was worse there was there was somebody that I really admire in the business, um, really someone incredible that was sitting in the foyer that was in after me. And when I came out, I, we, we know of each other, we don't know each other. And he was very, he went, David, you sounded great. And I was like, oh, come no. I don't know if I did, but you're being polite, and I'll I'll take it in that circumstance. I wouldn't. (laughs) Listeners, I wish you could see David's face because it's just just absolutely brilliant. Ah! Honestly, that's that. That is my worst. It's my worst thing. You will know what I'm thinking by just looking at my face. (laughs) But that's again, though, 
just like that big story, it's a it's a wonderful example of you doing everything that you can write, but then the room takes over and the room the room is in control of of your opportunity to a point and I ah oh god, I ah oh, what was it for? One of my big songs cuz of course it was was Santa Fe from Newsies, right? Oh, but lovely. I, yeah, but yeah. I always sang the the musical hadn't come out yet cuz I'm old. Uh it was the film version. So it's the, the the original version from the film which obviously no one sings that anymore. But I went in for this fringe musical. I've remembered what it is and I'm just going to say fringe musical at a theatre that no longer exists due to building works at a popular station in London. And it was a team I'd been seen by uh, been seen by uh, quite a few times. Lovely people, absolutely wonderful, but a pianist that I didn't know. And I'm I'm a musician, so I, you know, I'm fine with tempos and terminology and and stuff and you know what you know exactly as you said you go to the pianist you 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 guide them how you'd like it and and you have a quick chat about how you want them to to be did that fine and they say oh it's a bit like this you know give the right tempo and everything yeah and i liked a bit of pace in it as well because it was a bit more up tempo then genuinely uh so they said are you ready yeah yeah good lovely let's let's hear you sing instantly just halved the tempo to the point that Santa Fe turned from this kind of nice driving ballad but like a almost like a power ballad almost to basically a funeral march and it was just and obviously I've got well so obviously I've got quite a big voice so I use a lot of air but I was I was like a fish out of water just but did Dying. you go through? Did you go through the tempo with him before? Yep. Oh, so because... so much, so much. And I was just look, looking at the panel. And the thing is, exactly as you've just said, the panel could tell that it wasn't right. But this person was so deaf. I don't know whether they just didn't know the song at the time, but they but had this, their head this in the is music. The thing is, is that pianists do. On the other side, is they do have the highest job out of all the industry. It's, it's, it's such because an incredible skill, isn't it? It's an incredible skill, and I have to say. The team, you know, like I said, I've, I've, I've run for some auditions in my time and um, on some of the auditions um, for quite a lot of the shows in town, actually, that um, I work with Nancy Gallagher sometimes. And she, she, her penis that she gets into with these auditions are just incredible. Like, yeah. they're just so, they are the unsung heroes of auditions because they literally get given a piece of material and not, and, you know, that will be that one song every now and again that they're not familiar with that. But they, what they'll do is they'll speak to the, they will speak to the person. Like, so just go through. So what is it you want there? But then that is how I, and that is how I knew the saboteur yeah. was sabotaging. Yeah. What? And that, cause you've, cause you've had that experience of knowing when it's done right. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I, I just put it down to this person, just not, not being a, their regular choice. Maybe certainly not being the person that I knew from the team, but it just derails it, doesn't it? I didn't cry. I just never got seen by them again, sadly. That was my problem. Oh, God. 
Hello, Christopher here. Just popping in to remind you, if you have an audition story that you'd like to send into the show completely anonymously, then email it to us as soon as you can at don'tcalluspod at gmail.com. Whether it was an awkward moment, an embarrassing story, or something truly disastrous. Whether you're an actor or a creative or even someone who auditioned for something in high school, make sure you email us your stories, don'tcalluspod at gmail.com, and we will share them in the next available podcast record. Now, back to the show with David O'Reilly. Now, I'm going to throw it out to the Twitter thread. I figured because there was that wonderful thread. It's that if you haven't found it on Twitter, I will link it in the episode description. So if you're listening to this and you want to go and read through loads of stuff, there'll be a couple that we, we touch on here. But... I thought it was quite good of an idea. That was terrible English. I thought it was a good idea to let's read some out because there are a few that stood. <laughs> they stood in my mind of being brilliant. And obviously people have put them on. So I figured let's share them with our listeners who may or may not have seen it. So uh, I won't name them because uh, you can find the people. <laughs> Our listeners can easily find them uh, yeah, by going to David's Twitter. My, my Twitter page. It's all there. <laughs> this is... <laughs> I love this. The first guy says, I auditioned for a Broadway show, and at the end, there was an improv involved. I tried to throw a standing back tuck, which I hadn't done in years, and landed flat on my face and stomach at the button of the number. The choreographer then said, Still got it, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, both God. slightly mean, but accurate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Oh, it's so simple. It's always worth. It's always worth giving a back tuck a go if you haven't done it in years, isn't it? Brilliant. I love it. <laughs> I'd be impressed if I could land on my on my stomach. Um, <laughs> this next guy says, "I went for a commercial casting and was running late. I arrived flustered, and a lady took me to a room and said, "Go in." I thought it was the audition room. I went in, dropped my bag, walked to the centre of the room and introduced myself to about 20 people. It was the waiting room. I love that one. I love that one. Because when, you, <laughs> when you're flustered, you just don't know, do you? You don't even... Oh. Can you imagine you come in? Hi, I'm David and I'm going to sing. Hit it. Oh! Literally. Like... <laughs> There's someone, someone sat sirening just looking at you like, what the hell is he doing? Oh, that was brilliant. I love ah! that one. <laughs> Oh, this is uh, this is it. I love the short, sharp ones. We we always appreciate the super long stories here at Don't Call Us, We'll Call You. But the quick ones are even funnier sometimes. And certainly with 280 characters to fill, I love it. Oh, this was te- this is really bad behaviour. And I can only hope that this was a long time ago and not now. I remember going to a boys dance call for a show that shall not be named. And midway through, the producer walked in late with a coffee, stopped the whole audition and said, uh, what do you think you're all doing? Tops off. If you don't like it, there's the door. I left. <laughs> I just simply gone, ta Yeah, he said he left straight away. I just wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Hope all... that coffee's not too hot, bitch. <laughs> Accidentally elbow it as well. Yeah. <laughs> On your way out. Oh, Now, talking about audition pianists. If anyone wants to hear some audition stories from the other side of the table, like we've just uh, hinted at, then our show with Josh Winston is a must listen. Lovely, Josh. It's a really interesting uh, episode full of tales from the other side. But 
there was a couple from the other side of the table on David's thread the other day. Um, and this lady says, when a bitchy choreographer bollocked me for being in the audition room without permission and what makes you think you have the right to be in here and you should be warming up outside like everyone else. I was the audition pianist. Oh, that's just going to fill the room with awkwardness for the whole day, isn't it? I, 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 I wouldn't have the manners to be polite. <laughs> David's face when I'm reading these is just sat there like I'm gonna I'm gonna flip at these people. <laughs> I would not have the manners. I'm kind of glad this is a podcast because I probably wouldn't work again. Literally. We can delete this, don't worry. Uh, yeah, quite. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then she then goes on to say another time a guy I'd been dating who'd recently ghosted me walked into an audition that I was playing for. Awkward. Oh how I wish the piano had had a transpose button. oh yes see they do think it it always goes through their mind (laughs) (laughs) different every line a different key just up a semitone every time or down a semitone just keep them on their toes (laughs) oh my god because imagine oh dear if you're singing sandy from greece just go up every time you sing oh sandy like that and it's just end up like "Ah." oh my god i've heard that version trust me (laughs) I did it for long enough, that show. I've heard that version. <laughs> this is great. Oh, this is, I this was one of my favourites because I've had a very similar thing happen to me when I was casting a show. He says, at an audition I shouldn't have been at in the first place, I had to sing a Barbara Streisand song. I could use my phone for backing because I didn't have any sheet. Because <laughs> I did. This is great. I've just remembered which one this is. I know yeah. <laughs> At an audition I shouldn't have been at in the first place, I had to sing a Barbara Streisand song. I could use my phone for backing because I didn't have the sheet music or a proper backing track. Plugged my phone into a speaker, went to YouTube, and the first thing that plays out loud is a Durex condom advert. (laughs) 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 Learned an important lesson that day. If you have to use YouTube for a backing track, which I don't suggest, make sure you load the video before plugging it into the sound system. (laughs) Oh God, the poor person. Honestly, God, could you imagine when that would happen? Oh, I would have laughed. You have, you laughed. have to laugh. You just have to laugh, don't you? Because you forget about adverts. <laughs> you can't skip the advert if you're in the middle of the room and the and the well, runners also, plugging it in. Those adverts play in the middle of videos sometimes now as well. Could you imagine? You were given a, you know, <laughs> yes, don't, yes. and no one's gonna rain on my. Are you thinking about financial planning for the future? You know. Oh dear! At least, the, at least, clearly, the targeted adverts are showing that he's a very safe person. That's... <laughs> that is true. Yeah. This is. I'm, there's honestly, there's loads of them on there, and a few of you have sent your stories into the show, so I've kept those back uh, for future episodes as well. Uh, including lovely Emma Kingston is coming onto the show as well because she's got an absolute corker. Um, this the comes in. The... Oh, Good Lord, Jesus wept. It's hilarious. Um, This guy says, so my audition went great. Feeling cute walking out of pineapple and onto the tube. Then I look at my phone and the background is a picture of the casting director and her husband. I'd taken her phone. The panic to get it back. I left it on the table in the cafe and ran away. (laughs) He stole the casting director's (laughs) phone. Oh, goodness, goodness, goodness me. (laughs) Sorry, casting director, can you ring his agent and tell him he's got the job? I actually can't. He's actually stolen my phone. Well, that's it. He doesn't say if they realised. They must. I mean, they must have gone. 
Anyone like, like my phone? Oh, that is so good. I love he that. He kept her laptop. No. He kept her laptop, <laughs> just put the phone back. Kept the purse, just put the laptop, uh, the phone back, yeah. Changed the status of all of his to yes, and then... <laughs> <laughs> okay, David, uh, have you got any more stories that you'd like to share with our listeners? Yes, I have one more audition story that comes to mind. It was for a musical, and at this time, I was in the West End production, the last West End production of Greece that was at the Piccadilly Theatre. So it was, um, I was playing Roger, and it was my first job out of college. So I got this audition through, and I thought, oh, fantastic. You know, what song are you going to sing? Well, I'm going to sing the song I sing in the show, of course. I'm going to sing Mooning. So I thought, I'm going to sing Mooning. Now, if anyone knows Mooning, there's a bit in the middle where he goes, House down because right up into falsetto, big long, luxurious kind of gnome. So I go into this, it's uh, in dance attic in Fulham. I go in, I'm looking good. I've sprayed myself head to toe in cologne. The hair's looking fantastic. I'm feeling fantastic about this edition. Uh, I've done my, you know, research on what the show is. Other people in Greece had their auditions for it as well. So, you know, we were all sharing the make sure this is same casting director of the show as well but different panel than Greece obviously so again hi David hello hi how are you I'm good yeah thank you so what song are you going to sing for a second I'm going to sing Mooning from Greece and they're like great and you're in Greece so, yeah yeah I am yeah yeah great okay thank you there you go she's Greece yeah great so I'm singing the song and I'm like getting to it and I'm brilliant and I'm loving it and I go I'll stand be MC goes thank you all turned to him and went, huh? Thank you, he said. And I went, oh, okay. And I, and I, and I left. He cut me off before the high note. Literally, oh. I don't know. But literally, didn't even allow me to, bearing in mind that I sing it every night on stage, I was coming into it. I yeah. was about to sing it. He hadn't heard anything in that range at the beginning of the song. It's the first time my voice goes up to that place. So he's no idea what to Yeah, that's that's where the song develops. That's where the song has your well, little moment to shine. I don't know. I don't know what I did in the form <sighs> of my life, maybe, or something, but he wasn't a fan. Oh no. See if I knew, if if that had happened and I was on the panel, but you know, not the person who's I would have gone, no, 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 no. Let's just go back a couple of bars and go into because you want to show you are. Oh, David. I never felt so small in my life. I remember leaving going, oh, wow. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God, you must be terrible. Oh, no. no. And then that spiraled an awful lot. I mean, so so I have to say the difference now in the 10 years that I have graduated is if that would have happened now. I'd have gone, I'd say, ah, hello, don't, you can't stop me before the high note. Take it away. A five, six, seven, eight, how damn me? And I would have sung in his face. <laughs> Just do it as you leave in the room anyway. Just yeah, sing it anyway. But you live and you learn, don't you? You learn. Oh, you learn. no. That, I suppose, though, that's it's, it must have been a time thing, but still, it's just the worst when it's just as it gets big. Or maybe your cut is a little bit too long and you're just about to get to the, the button of the song and it finishes a beautiful soaring note. You're about to riff and you're like, oh, mate, oh, I yeah. feel it. I feel it so much. Yeah, oh, yeah I, I felt it. That's, oh, oh, God. See, this is this is what happens with the show, right? <laughs> it just makes me go because every single yeah. one of our listeners is there in that room with you right now 
feeling it. Oh, dear. Yeah, so you, put, you know what? You live and you learn. So, the final two stories that I have for you this week, David. Oh. <laughs> First of all, this is this is really cute. And I love this because it is such a sweet story. And it proves that the mind of a child in an audition is just so literal. Oh. Oh. I just wanted to give oh. this guy a hug. He says, hey, really enjoying the podcast. Here's a submission for you. When I was three, my parents put me forward to be the cute young boy in a big production of Madam Butterfly. In the audition, the director simply asked me to sweep the floor, and I said, I don't need to sweep the floor, it's already clean. <laughs> Safe to say my acting career was short-lived, and no surprise <laughs> that I'm now the director. <laughs> oh. oh, God, that's so adorable, because oh, that <laughs> he's is just brilliant. gone. That is. No? <laughs> <laughs> but that is the kids literally take you they li they're quite li literal aren't they yeah. literally literal literal oh, literally, I love literally. It. oh dear oh it's... god that was brilliant that's very cute stark contrast to a story we had in Ori Styler's episode about the kid who decided no I'm going to write my own script for this show and then decided to go in they didn't hear it he went I'm going to perform it for you anyway <laughs> oh my god that's amazing that's what you want that's what you want oh dear now, I've saved this one for the last story that I'm going to tell you this week because it's so, so funny. And <laughs> this is this is the stuff of nightmares. Certainly. Oh, oh God, God. I'm, I'm itchy already. He says, I went for a commercial audition a few years ago. It said it involved nudity. Got there and the lady said, here's the dressing gown for you. Tell us when you're ready. I stripped naked, put the dressing gown on and went up to the room to see the casting director. They said, OK, let's see. Me stripping naked before he finished speaking. He stares in shock and continues to say how the briefs look on you. <laughs> Needless to say, I read the brief wrong and was meant to grab a pair of pants before I went up. At least I squatted that day. <laughs> oh, my God. The, the worst, the worst, the worst. That's the worst. That's the worst. Standing there with your full fidelma out and pointing oh, the whole dear. panel. My God. Oh, no. Oh, my God. That. Oh, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think I would have just walked out and just not got changed, just left in the dressing gown, got on the tube and, and, and hid myself in a corner for the rest of time. Because that's oh, God, that's yeah. the worst. That's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that is, isn't it? Fucking hell! How do you, how do you just? Oh, how do you get back from it? Because you, then you've got to go the awkward thing and go and get the pants, which everyone in the waiting room is going to see that you didn't pick up the pants that time. Oh, oh Jesus, that is god. mental. That I love that one. That's fantastic. Commercial auditions, David. They are a minefield for these stories, and I absolutely love it. <laughs> Uh, me too. That's brilliant. Um, before we let you go, David, we always finish our show by asking you what your audition addition would be. Is there anything that you think you'd like to add to the process? And certainly from doing some running in the past as well, this might be really interesting. Is there anything that you think even silly you can add to the process to make it more fun? So in the past, we've had a panic button. So if you both know it's not going your way, just hit that panic button and you can just both go, no, that's fine, don't worry about it. And then just forget it ever happened. 
You both tell the casting director a secret before you go in, so they also tell you one, and that's the ice broken straight away. All the way down to just getting absolutely wasted before you go into every audition. <laughs> I think the audition edition needs to be counselling before and after <laughs> every session. <laughs> <laughs> just, just help. <laughs> just somebody help. Help. Just <laughs> a rock. A solid rock to lean on. Oh dear! You know, it's it's just such anyone who's not familiar with the audition process that's listening. That's why we make the show to fill you in on. It's not always straightforward, and it's not always, you know, sing a song, get a job. It's never like and, that. And like I said, there are some. And the beauty of this podcast is that everyone has their own experiences and yeah. opinions. Emma, Emma, I love an audition. Kingston is coming up soon, and <laughs> she. I'm going to title the show like that when she comes on. Emma, I love an audition, Kingston. Kingston, you got an audition, and literally David Nervous Wreck O'Reilly, um, <laughs> literally couldn't be polar opposites. But that's the beauty of this is that it's a great podcast because actually you can channel in to listening to people's individual experiences. Yeah, um, of even maybe the same auditions, which is brilliant. I all I'm saying is there's a story I kept for next week because it is from the same audition. You have to listen to the show and find out. Um, it's but it's been a pleasure having you on. Thanks, mate. I really oh, appreciate mate, it. It's brilliant. It's been so lovely. It's so nice to, it's so nice to actually do things. It's, isn't that wonderful? That was this week's episode of Don't Call Us, We'll Call You with the excellent David O'Reilly. A huge thank you to David for joining me on the show. What a brilliant coincidence that was this week. <laughs> he tweeted out about that. And I will put a link to the tweet and the thread in the episode description, along with where you can follow him on Twitter and Instagram as well. It's such a joy when we see those threads on Twitter because we know that loads of you are out there. You may not know about our show yet. And then you come and join us and we put an hour's worth of stories into your ears every single week. And that means that if this is your first episode, then lucky you, you've got 30 plus hours of audition disaster stories to listen to right now. We've got loads of guests from the worlds of theatre, loads from TV and film and casting as well. And also behind the desks and musical theatre directors and musical directors too. So get them in your ears. Subscribe to the show if you haven't already. That genuinely helps new people find us. And leave a little rating and a five-star review. It tells people that we're worth listening to. And for a show that is made in my son's bedroom on my laptop with people on Zoom, I'm delighted to say that as you're listening to this, then we have pretty much crossed over the threshold to 10,000 listeners. So thank you so much. We make this show just to make you laugh and just to give you a bit of a lift on a, a you know a Friday or whenever it is that you listen to the show. It comes out on a Friday. Thank you. Thank you very much. If this is your first or your 31st, it means that you've you've helped us grow. And I make this show to make you smile and to give you a bit of a giggle. Also, it's quite good for the old mental health, isn't it? A bit cathartic knowing that we're not alone. These things happen to other people as well. We've got some really awesome guests recording in the next couple of weeks. Lots of theatre, lots of comedy and some people from Hollywood too. So make sure you subscribe, tell your friends, tag us on social media at Don't Call Us Pod. Thank you very much for listening and we will be back next week with another episode. So make sure you stay safe, lock yourselves down, wash your hands, wear a mask and remember... Don't call us, we'll call you. Goodbye!
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Don't Call Us, We'll Call You. If you'd like to support the show, the best thing you can do is subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and leave us a rating and a five-star review as well. It genuinely helps us be found by new people and head up those charts. If you'd like to financially support the show, which you really don't have to, but it means the absolute world when you do, you can buy us a coffee at ko-fi.com forward slash don't call us pod. That's ko-fi.com forward slash don't call us pod. It's really appreciated and it helps us make the show even better. Have a good week. See you soon.